seasons change, like winter, spring, but as seasons change, how many of you guys know some of us get flu? Yeah, we get, um, well, what is that thing that everybody battles with? Hay fever. You, you, you transition from one season to another, but sometimes you take what you have in your old season into your new season. And then we look at our new season and we go, but nothing has changed. But um, I believe God is wanting to show us something through the series that we are going through. So today I'm going to ask you to, to take out your Bibles on your phones. If you've got the paper Bible, you have got an automatic entry into heaven apparently. Uh, <laughs> Those who take notes jump the queue as well. So um, I, I want us to have a look at um, an experience in the book of Genesis. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 42. And here we're going to meet a, a, a young man by the name of Joseph. And uh, we're just going to read a couple of verses. And then we're going to go into what I believe God is telling us through this message. And in Genesis chapter 42, from verse 6, it says, Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them but pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. How many of you guys have pretended that you didn't know someone was around? Okay? Like, like not even, I'm not saying that you, you pretended that you were someone else. I mean, like, you pretended that someone wasn't around. How many of you guys have ever done that? We spoke about this last week, okay, that if we want to not acknowledge someone as there, we don't look at them. But I believe that in our new season, there's going to be a whole change of everything. Let's carry on. Where do you come from, he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. And then this is one of the key parts of this passage. Verse 9, it says, Then he remembered his dreams. Not one, all of them. He remembered his dreams about them and said to them, you are spies, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. And in verse 10 it says, no, my Lord, they answered, your servants have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. I just want to take the next couple of minutes during load shedding, because we are all in a season of change. And today, I just want to talk to us from this title that says, there is purpose in the process. And before we unpack that, can I just pray over us? Lord Jesus, you are so good. Thank you for your word. I pray that it will change us and work in us, not just as individuals, but as, as a church family as well. I pray that you would do what only you can do, 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, let me ask this question. Uh, I love starting with a, a kind of an illustration. But I need to know, is there anybody, are there any um, selfie soldiers over here? Who loves taking photos? Like, if I had to ask you, who has more, who has more photos on their cell phones than data at this moment? I like, uh, more, uh, who's, got, who's got more, who's got more photos than airtime minutes? Like, you know, uh, we, we, we are... We, 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 <laughs> as, as, am I speaking to this group? Okay, let me, let me shift. Who has photos on their phones? Okay, we are all on that bus. Okay, so um, I, I don't particularly, I'm not really good at taking photos. I've started taking, but Alison, she knows how to capture moments. Um, whether we like it or not, she goes, hey, it's time for a photo. And us and the kids will go like, but why? Look. And, and she just snaps away. And, and one of the coolest gifts that I think I have ever given Alison was a Polaroid camera. Um, how many of you guys remember now? Uh, I'm speaking to a specific age group here. How many of you guys remember a thing called Fujifilm? Now, did, did you see, I mean, the, the one we were shouting at about all the photos, she's just like, what's that? What's a Fuji film? So back in the day, we had to take photos, hey? And, and you'd get this little black thing that would be filled up, and you'd have to go to places like CNA. Do you guys remember that? And, and, and you go to CNA, you fill out this little card, they put it in this envelope, and you wait. You wait, how many weeks? Days, weeks, two weeks. Two weeks, you, you wait. And, and then you go back in the hope that your photos have been developed, right? And that they look, they, they used to have this advert on TV called boo-boos. Remember when the heads used to cut off and, and they realized they will not sell you boo-boos no more. So, um, then, so, so I remember those days and what, what happened was like, the most amazing thing is getting a Polaroid camera for Allison, it still gives you that nostalgia of getting a photo. Remember, we, I don't know about you guys, but we have these things called albums where you take a photo and you put it in, and then after, like, like in load shedding, you pull it out and you flip these folders and you see these pictures. But with, um, with, with now with the, with the Polaroid camera, you, you take a photo, and, and there's a process. Wait, I actually have one of these. I stole it from my own house. And, and what happens is, you take a photo, and it's not instantly, but it's immediate. You take a photo, and then whatever image you are looking at gets thrown onto this film. But in order for it to come out like what you saw through the lens, there's a process that needs to go through this whole thing. Now, if you guys have a look, here at the bottom, you would see there is this little thick spot where we always write stuff, and it's really cool. But what that is actually is inside at the back, there are a whole lot of chemicals that they put in this little photo. And when you take the photo, this specific camera forces this picture through really tight rollers. 
It squeezes the packet and releases a whole lot of different chemicals that gets mixed together and that burns your image onto the photo. And then it pushes it out and then you get this sexy guy and these two white people. Every time, every time, it works, it works. Come to my house, we'll take a photo and I'll show you. It works every time. So, you see, there is a process that it needs to go through. Not a process that it stops in. A process that it goes through. And it's the same that happens with our lives. That there are processes that we go through. As you are sitting here now, you are a collection of processes that you have gone through. So like, for instance, the, the way you handle a situation comes from the development of a process that you've gone through. The way you look at someone when they tell you to do something impossible, the way your wife like throws her head up when you say you're going to do something and she goes, yeah, right. It's based on processes that you have gone through. The way you interact with people, the way you, you look at situations, everything who you are now is based on processes. A process. Because nothing happens overnight. You aren't developed overnight. Who you are, your character, the way you, you speak, the way you handle a situation is all of a process that you have been through. Like seasons, you have to go through them to get to the other side. Some of them we didn't enjoy, we still don't like, but you still have to go through them. And who you are now is based on all of those. Last week, when we met up with Peter and John, we heard this one word one day. But as we look at today's scripture, we see it says, now. Now Joseph was the governor. Who are you now? What are you now? Why is Gomorrah? No, sorry, that's a really bad Avengers joke. But who are you now and what are you now? Your now at this moment could be walking in all that God has had for you because you've come through a process. Or you could be in a now where you are in a process. But I love what the passage says. It says, now Joseph. No matter where you are, something that we need to understand is when it comes to life, whether you're growing in your business, when you're walking in a relationship, when you are seeking to grow more with Jesus, you can never skip a process. The process needs to be completed in order for you to become who you are now. Um, any Lego fans? I'm an Emmett. If any of you guys watched the Lego movie, I'm Emmett. I need to see the, the blueprints. 
I need to see the process. You need to show me what I'm building step for step. It's the same with cooking and baking. I will follow the recipe. I've told you guys this before. Ali walks in there, she, no, it needs this, it needs that, and voila, there's supper. I go, I have no idea. Let's look at the, there's a process. If you want to build something like in Lego, if you don't follow what they tell you in the little booklet with no words, and you skip something, you're going to get to a specific part and you go, I have no idea where this goes, and then you have to go all the way back. Whether you're building a house, where you're working on your relationships, you need to go through the entire process. You cannot skip it. What you are going through, what you have gone through, what you will go through, is a process, and that process is all an opportunity for us to grow. How many of you guys know we don't grow when we are comfortable? Take for instance, if you're a musician and you can play a specific song on your instrument, you aren't growing if that is all you can play. Every muso is looking to better themselves, so they have to try something harder. So when things are difficult in our lives, when the process is not what we want, Never look at it, oh, oh, it's bad. Have a look at it as like, how am I growing? Because growth is the challenge. Growth is the litmus paper. And when we go, how is this working? What challenges are you going through? I love what it says in James chapter 1. And I'm going to read it in the message translation. Because I feel it just speaks it a little bit different. This is what it says. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. How many of you guys have had tests and challenges come from you from all sides? You wake up, and then all of a sudden the kid is sick. Okay, let me look, older people. The kids are sick. You step outside, and you step into poop, and you don't have shoes on. You walk into the house and you slip and you pull off the curtain. You get to the car and there's no fuel in it. From all sides, guys. Now, th now that's a very funny, simple one. But I know for a fact that we do go through times when we face challenges and tests from all sides. I need to pay a bill, but then something breaks. I need to get somewhere, but I can't get there. And, and what James, he is the brother of Jesus. And he writes here, consider it a gift. When you have struggles. How many of you guys like that kind of gift? <laughs> There's this thing on Instagram. What do you want? I want problems. Always. <laughs> but no one wants a gift of problems. But James goes, and I'm not going to stop there. It says... Counted a sheer gift when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Because you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Ouch. It just sounds like the pressing of that thing. So don't try and get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature 
and well-developed, not deficient in any way. I don't know how many of you guys have seen people that go to gym that skip leg day. <laughs> have, you, have you seen them? They, they all walk around like... <laughs> and then they move out from where you can see them and they're standing on these twigs. They're like these little, these little sticks. And everybody will look at them like, no, dude, you don't skip leg day. It's like you don't have friends. But, but that is when you aren't developed properly. When you only focus on one thing. James is saying, allow the process to continue so that you may mature and not be deficient in any area of your life. You see, the process not only builds you, but it shows you who you are. And every process is different. Something I've come to learn is that you might go into a situation and then go into another one and it will be different and you will go, but why am I still going through this? Because let me point this out to you. The same water that softens a potato is the exact same water that will harden an egg. Your seasons and your process that you go through will help you develop where God needs you to be developed. You might lack something somewhere, and God's going, but wait, I need you to grow in all areas. You see, Joseph had to deal, he went through a lot of seasons. He had to deal with brothers that hated him, a woman that lied about him, an employer that didn't believe him, and a friend who forgot about him. So as he goes through this, he could have easily just put up the white flag and say, this is it, it is over. But there was something in him that said, wait, I'm just going to continue. You are going to go through hurt. We are going to be disappointed. We are going to have lack. We are going to lose. We are going to feel pain, regret. But come on. It is a process of God developing us. Now, Joseph was the governor. Now, he was going through a process. It's never easy. Something that I've come to while I was looking at this, God never tells us the process. Imagine we knew what we were going to go through in order to get to the picture that God has for us, how many of you guys would still say, yes? We planted the church, and we were so excited, and we came here, and we were going to change the world, just our presence. <laughs> Cape Town has not experienced us. Four years later, I'm like, what did you do, woman? <laughs> and now, this is the thing, now, I still say, I wouldn't change it. I have no idea what I still have to go through, what we have to go through, what we have to go through. But now, we are at a place where we go, you know what, Lord? It is okay. You are still God. You are still good. 
Have any of you ever quoted Jeremiah 29, 11? God speaks to Jeremiah, a young prophet, and he goes, I know the plans I have for you. And everybody goes, yes. In, in other translations, it says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. The plans are, 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 are plans to prosper and, and, and for peace, not to harm you for future and a hope. It's like, yes, Jesus it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You see, God tells you the plan. He doesn't tell you the process. He goes, hey, this is what I have in store for you. This is where I believe you're going to grow in two. But in order to get from where you are to there, I'm just going to walk a road with you. He didn't tell Joseph what he was going to go through when Joseph had dreams Joseph had dreams where he walked up to his brother and he tells his brothers, listen, I am amazing. I had this, look at this coat. With this coat comes dreams. And he goes, I saw you guys bowing down to me. Now, I don't know about any of you. Some of you are, are the oldest in your family. Ali and myself, we're the youngest. And uh, we are the hardest workers in the family. Until I saw Rebecca, who was the youngest in my family as well, we tell them, hey, go and clean the kitchen. What does Rebecca do? Dad says, you guys must clean the kitchen. <laughs> do you know what that stirs up in my boys, especially the oldest? No, they didn't. I'm older than you. Get into the kitchen. But you see, to get from where he was to where he is, there was a process. God didn't tell him what he would have to go through to get where God needed, where God needed him to be. Because the same would happen in our lives. We would say, it's okay, take the jacket. I don't need it. It's impossible. But you see, this is why we walk by faith, not by sight. Because when we know what we are going to go through, we stop and we turn around. But when we go, you know what, God, no matter what it is, I am still going to move forward. It's the faith thing. It's the building thing. Your faith life gets put on display. You can't skip a process. It is stuff. But what I've come to realize in my walk with Jesus is that if it's not good, he is not done. God didn't leave Joseph in the pit. God didn't leave Joseph in the prison. But he still had to be there. He will always give you a way out while he's working on you. So whatever season you are in at this moment, know that if it's not good, he's not done. And he will never leave you where you are at this moment. You will see darkness. You will see everything crumbling around you. But know this, you can trust God. He is faithful. He will never leave you. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work. Look at the person next to you. Tell them you're a good work. 
You're a good work. The work he started in you is good. And if it's not good, he is not done. You see, it carries on to say, he will carry it on to completion. But he doesn't say he's going to stop there. If it's not good, he's not done, but he's going to continue working until Christ's return, until the day of Christ Jesus. So you're going to go through a whole lot of processes, but he's not done with you. He is going to build you from where you are to where you need to be. And he's going to continue working on you until Jesus returns. You might be in a good season now, but he's going to make something that is better than where you are now. Because our God isn't a stagnant God. He's a God of moving. And we are never meant to stay put. We are meant to grow. God will reveal the plan and develop you in the process. With the, the, the Polaroid picture, um, we've had it that the batteries failed within the camera. And what happened was that the photo only got pushed out halfway on one of them. Now the problem is, if it doesn't have a continuous flow, then it doesn't mix properly further down. So even if it gets stuck and you pull it, it still goes through the process of mixing it, but there was a delay, and just remember, that if there's a delay in certain things, or if it's forced out, certain things move, and all you get at the bottom is a gray picture. The process needs to complete, which means that as we go through stuff, it is not always going to be easy, and we're never always going to know when it's going to end. But Joseph needed to go through the entire process in order for him to become the leader that God needed him to be, to save a nation, to save his family. But what we seem to forget is, because of Joseph, the 12 tribes survived. The reason we are here is because Joseph went through the process. There's a process. God needed to take him from a spoiled brat that got everything and put him in a position of power where no matter who comes, I know how to deal with them. And there was a process that he had to go through. What process is God taking you through at this moment? You might not see the bigger picture while you're facing it, but God will finish what he started. I like verse 9. It says, when they bowed down to him, Joseph remembered his dreams. How many of you guys have dreams? How many of you guys are living a life with a dream that you have put on a shelf because of certain things? How many of you have received words from God? You see, the thing about Dave, Joseph is when he saw his brothers, he had gone through so much that when he saw them bow down, God reminded him of his dream 
And what we don't see is the change of heart that Joseph had to go from leading a country and a couple of chapters later to inviting his family to come with him. We all need to remind ourselves about our dreams, about why we do what we do, why we are where we are. You've got to remind yourself. How many of you, For I'm at that stage, I'm not old. I'm still in my 30s. I'm amazing. I'm not that 40 years old, but he's amazing, my love and everybody else. Um, but I've, how, I've got this problem, like sometimes I get up and I go and do something, and I forget why I got up originally. It happens now. Now, it's not an age thing because my, 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 my middle son does exactly the same thing. We go, Jaden, will you please go and get us something? And then he'll walk to where he needs to be. And then he has a conversation with one of us. And then he comes back. I'm like, dude, where's the cool drink? Where's this? And he goes, oh, yes. And then he goes. And then someone will go, hey, Jaden. And then he forgets that he was there for his dad. And he comes back. And I'm like, you guys suck so much. But with, with me, I forget things as well. And then there has to be something that reminds you why you are there. Have you noticed when you get reminded, no one else knows what reminded you why you are there? No one, rem no one understood what was going on in Joseph's heart when he saw his brothers. But God reminded him. We need to remind ourselves. Why do you take photos? To remind yourself of moments. I remember back in the days when we used to, we, when we start a company, you take a photo, and this is the humble beginnings of stuff. This is our start of our marriage. How many of you guys don't have wedding photos? Everybody's got wedding photos. If you don't, we'll take photos. But everybody has moments where you go through something and we're like, on that day, this happened. And then we go back and we remind ourselves of what it is that we went through. We need to remind ourselves about where we are and why we are here. Because if you don't remind yourself, it's easy to become bitter in a place where you're being developed. Because everything is hard, everything is tough, nothing is going your way. You aren't getting what you wanted to get. But then you have to humble yourself, remind yourself that the picture is bigger than what I see. In the book of Joshua, I love this story, and I've, I've mentioned it before. In the book of Joshua, when they crossed over the Jordan and stepped foot into the promised land, they built an altar to remind them about God's goodness. But they didn't build it on the side that they left. They didn't build it in the stream where they were going through something. They built it when they came through it, on the other side, in the promised land. So that while you are walking in what God has given you now, you can always look back and see that is what he did. But what you go through, and pictures aren't just to remind you. How many of you guys like showing off your pictures? 
Don't lie to me. I've seen you guys on Instagram. I've seen you on Facebook. I've seen you walk around and, hey, Milo, check this photo out on my cell phone. It's to show other people what you've experienced. And that is why we have testimonies of God's goodness. Because other people can look at it and go, this is why they raised the monument up on this side of the river so that the next generation could hear and be reminded about God's goodness. There is purpose in the process, but you can't skip it because God is developing you. We don't know what God has for you. He will show you who you need to be, but He won't tell you how you're going to get there. And no matter what you're going through, I want to encourage you today. It's not good. It's tough. But He's not done. He's not not done with you or your situation. He's not done in growing you to where you need to be. And all we need to do is just remind ourselves of who we are. So I'm praying today that God will remind you. Just remember, God gave Joseph a dream. And when he saw the picture revealed, he was like, I remember. So may God remind you of his faithfulness and who he has and what he has in store for you as you're going through your process. It's not good, but no, he's not done. It's not easy. Don't give up. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Get up, guys. Don't stay. Get up. Keep moving. Can we pray?